Hey, welcome to Smoker Broker. I'm Robert Mitchell. I'm the guy they call Smoker Broker. Happy January, whatever it is to you. You know, me and Michaela were dressed the same. You know why? Because we did back-to-back episodes. You're just going to see this one two weeks or so after the other one. So hope you're doing well. We added Brent Holberg on there probably because he just didn't want to do the other one. I don't know. But he is Guilty. here, and that's great because he's always got, uh, got great input for us. And he knows we're just joking, always talk about him even when he's not on the damn show. So um, awesome. and he was a center of a lot of the conversation on our last episode. I like doing these two podcasts back to back because they, um, uh, they gel well together and it's affecting a lot of the same people. The only difference is the ones we were talking about before are the ones were saying, Hey, look, you shouldn't worry about these things. Um, it shouldn't prevent you from getting into real estate. So stop worrying about it and just do it. Now we're going to talk about the ones that have made that step, but they are like, I'm not doing like I thought I would. And that's probably going to be just as much of a confirmation to the people we were talking to um, on the last episode, because it's saying that, yes, it does take a while to do this and it's not instantaneous. So it's nothing to fear, but it's something that you have to understand. There are certain things that you need to do. And I told you in the last episode that a lot of it carries over because, you know, some of the lead gen things that we talk about, um, some of the things that you're supposed to do are much more in this episode than they were on the previous one. But I think even the one who watched the previous one that wants to become an agent, this one is just as important because it's actually showing you that once I go ahead and remove the barrier and do it, now I want to see what is it going to be like. And that's why I wanted to have these two back-to-back. These are two of my favorite episodes to do. Uh, it's a shame that we don't do them more often. It's funny. Uh, uh, randomly, I don't even look at the shows that we've done sometimes. But every time I look at this one, it's always at the beginning of the year. And it's like there's something in my head that says maybe it's a good time to talk about this. I don't know why. But there, there are two great episodes. Uh, one thing I didn't say in the last one that I really want to emphasize uh, in this particular podcast is that all of this is meaningful to me because these are all the things that I did to get me out of something I didn't like doing at all. And I was fortunate at a younger age that um, I didn't like where I was going. I didn't like the path. I knew it wasn't the right path and I needed to do something different. Didn't know it'd be this, but I knew it was something that had to be different. You know, we talked about it. it doesn't matter what stage you're in. You know, we have a lot of people that um, become real estate agents that are in their mid-50s that they're looking for their next phase. You know, y'all, 50s aren't that old anymore. Well, it's just because you're in it, so that's why. Easy. <laughs> I wouldn't talk about myself. I <laughs> But it's not. And actually, as much as Brent's joking, it's true. Anybody knows me, I do not act like I'm 52. I act like I'm probably five, but that's all right. That's just the way I am. But to someone who's normal, <laughs> most of those people could easily, they're looking at well into their late 70s and working. Y'all, that's an entire lifetime, another career for them. So why wouldn't they possibly look at next phase, especially the one that's in their upper 30s or early 40s saying, my job sucks. I hate this life. I hate being commanded this way. I've got it. All of these people fall in to these categories. Okay. But for me, it's meaningful because everything we're going to talk about today 
are the things that I had to do when I got started. And it's the thing that we've implemented into thousands of agents since then. It's a proven method. It's not an opinion. It's not a guess. Uh, it's a fact that it works if you do it the way we did it, but you have to do it. And, and that's sounds so simple, but 83% of the agents can't do it. And then that, 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 that really puzzles me. It, it puzzles me that someone wants to do it. We tell them it's simple to do certain things and they don't do them. And I'll go to my grave with that. Uh, and, and Brent sees this just as much as I do, probably even more because he's in the trenches a lot more than I am thankful for him for that. But, you know, we, we have these people like, I don't know why I'm not doing well, or I, I just don't know. And we start going down the list and they haven't done any of it. I'm like, I don't know why we're having this conversation. It's actually kind of demeaning to yourself. You're, you're, you're actually calling yourself an idiot. I mean, you're, you're basically saying, I, I wish I was doing better, but I'm not going to do that. Why, why, why do what you're told? God forbid. From people who have been very successful with it. And, you know, when we talk about our success, I rarely talk about my own. Like I said, I don't, like, don't give a damn what happens to me. I'm useless in the rest, most of life. Everybody that we have with us, their success that I like to think that I've had some type of input on. We know it works. We know it does. In fact, I've never seen it where it fails. Someone might have a different opinion as to how to do it. But if you think you can't do it, that's ridiculous. So we made the episode today to talk about what, what happens when you become a new agent. We're going to start with the very basic. We talked about some of this in the last podcast, but some of the basic things you know, as to what do I do, that type of stuff. And then if we, you know, get closer to the end of the hour, we'll kind of continue the conversation about where you should go and what you should be doing. And we briefly hit on that uh, on the last episode, but we'll be a little more particular on this one because when it talks about you know, what do I do when I become a new agent, uh, those are all the steps that have to start uh, being taken. So, you know, Brent, when they come in, you know how much it annoys me when they talk about, you know, oh, what, what am I supposed to do my first day? And I'm yeah. just like, it's such a dumb, that, that's, it's not a first day. Given your, you know, you created the flow chart for our guys as to what they're right. supposed to do over time. But, but is it really their first day or is it their first six months that we're concerned about? I think it's just their new lifestyle. Right. It's, it needs to be, you know, they sit there and they, they want to learn how to do everything in real estate, which, you know, I guess if you're looking at it from an analytical standpoint, that makes sense. But the problem is nobody knows who you are and what you do. So you could be the best at contracts in the world. And if no one knows you, you're not going to do shit. So, you know, the thing is they need to go out and start meeting people. And I think they're in the biggest shock for a new agent is they think that people are just going to, as soon as they hear their license, they're going to say, Oh, we'll sell my house. That's not how it works. Right. I mean, especially if you're new, so you've got to just go make a huge amount of connections. I like to use Blake Sims as a, um, example, because when he joined us, you know, as a rookie, he had an incredible first year because he had a huge network. Everybody likes Blake. He has a ton of friends. And they were all, and about that younger age, they were all buying their first homes. 
Yeah. You know, but if you're introverted and you're not willing to go out and make new friends or talk to people and push the conversation towards real estate, you know, don't even bother then. Yeah. So there's a couple of things that you said and which I'll is be here all week. Yeah. <laughs> which, you know, so it's funny. It was Michaela and I did the episode before. Did, did any of y'all watching them back to the back, which a lot of y'all do. Did you notice how Brent wasn't on that podcast, but he immediately reiterated the same thing that I was saying. It, it was tweaked a different way, but it's the same damn thing. And he didn't hear the first episode. He just knows. He just knows the conversation is the same depending on what that person is doing. So I, I love that. I just sounded um, less Cajun. It, well, I, I was around my uh, some of my family last week, and so I have drawn a little bit. Uh, it's amazing uh, how IQ dropped a few points. <laughs> <laughs> They'll do that. Though the one cousin, uh, he makes probably more than uh, five hundred of us put together. Like he's from the swamps. So. <laughs> I'll tell him to watch this episode. Like, did you hear him? Um, you said something else though a minute ago that, that was super important to me about. Oh yeah. Um, it was a comment I wanted to reiterate with Michaela. So, and Michaela, I just thought at what time didn't just think about this. I've known this, but it matters to what we talked about last episode and what we're talking about right now. So notice how Brent said Blake did well um, because he was at the age where all of his friends were starting to buy homes. I found that significant to you personally because one thing for you that's a barrier you're smart enough that i think you already know this but it probably hasn't set into you you're still before that point where all of your friends are buying those homes you know I, um, because these are something that i would tell you personally you know if we were on the phone or just talking about um some of the stuff actually it's kind of ironic because I, I already have them my um, you know, my plan to talk to you about a couple other things, but when Brent said that, it, it, it hit me because I it, it's one thing I have not reinforced to you is that that is somewhat of a limitation for you right now. You actually, all of those friends that you have, they're not ready to buy yet. Yeah. Some of them don't deserve to buy because <laughs> they still got a long way to go, but she's before the curve. That's awesome. It is awesome. It is. It, it, it sucks in the present time because it's not like your volume is just excessively flowing like it will. But one of the barriers to it is something you can't control. A lot of people that you know are just not that year, but it, are not there yet. But you much rather would be in front of that curve yep. than me, who is behind it, Brent, who is in the midst of it. Actually, us three have a very good. I was way too late for it, although I did get the advance, the advance bus, so that works out too. Brent was in the edge part of it, and then you're at the beginning of it, uh, mm -hmm. and you're more fortunate than both of us put together when it comes to that. But it 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 hit me when he said that because I I'm not sat with you at any point and said something that's going to be a problem for you for the first few years, anyways, is where you're at because. It's going to take a while for those. You know, this is a great podcast. I know um, uh, Andrew and Will will watch on our crew. They'll watch this podcast. 
and I'm going to actually, I know they're going to watch it because I'm going to make them watch it as soon as I'm going to tell Mandy to watch this episode. But this is good for you too. Y'all are, y'all are going to fall into that same boat. You're, you're in front of the curves. That's not a bad thing. All right. So that was a great, great comment, Brent. It, it made me on a personal level, one maybe to uh, t- tell Michaela, but it's also for everybody watching. Um, it doesn't matter when you start doing this. We are huge advocates of doing it as early as you can. Uh, biggest regret in life is not starting when Michaela did. I wish I had, you know, uh, and we encourage all of our ages these days, especially the ones that have their kids and stuff that are like at that 16 or 17 age and they're about to start getting to where they're done with school or with high school. We're telling them you should make them go get their license. It, that, now, that's something we didn't talk about last episode that's super important to you know we're talking about why you uh, you know your first few um what does your first few months look like when you become a new agent one of the things should be encouraging so many other people to get into real estate but we've been pressing to all of our agents that have kids in that age group even if they're past it their friends have kids in those age groups it is stupid for someone who is 18 years old not to go get their real estate, real estate license outright stupid if you think about it you're estimated or at least the uh, hud department estimates that the average person buys six to seven homes in their lifetime if you took the commissions from those houses alone it probably would total for most of you anywhere from 60 to 100k and for a lot of you a lot more than that you know, we sit there as parents and we talk about investing and, you know, you should invest. There is no better investment, no better guarantee than you knowing that you're going to have to do something anyways. Why don't you pay yourself for it? This is even if you suck as a real estate agent and nobody else will use you and you're the worst agent ever. Even that person, which that's rare, even that person should have it. Okay, so if that doesn't put in perspective, I don't know what does. Now, I told you we try to stay neutral a lot, but, you know, when we talk about our specific firm, we kind of are proud of the fact that we created the firm to cater to certain people. And, you know, one of the things we pushed for our guys to go out and find people like that, you know, and we and we talked about the groups in the last episode, people who are doing it part time. Um you know, uh, what, what state of their life and are they a stay-at-home mom and stay-at-home dad or they, do they have another job or whatever. But we want to give them these things so that they go out and tell them, look, you should be doing this. You should be doing this and, then, you know, and you should be rewarded for doing things like that. So this is a part of when you become a new agent, your focus shouldn't just be on, you know, your sales. You should be looking at bringing other people in uh, to the industry. That's easier for us because of the setup that we have and that we encourage our guys to do it. But there are income level paths at most brokerages either way. Some of you come in, all you're doing is concentrating on sales. You should be concentrating on the reason why you did it and telling all the people that you know why you did it because they're probably in the same boat and getting them to do it too. That is a terrible mistake that most new agents make. So I know a lot of the office staffs, um, not necessarily in our group, but the, the offices that we are a part of um, will watch this and and watch these episodes. And I, I really think that we are missing the boat 
when it comes to telling people that we're so focused on their new stuff that they're supposed to do the steps. We don't talk to them enough about recruiting. They are there for a specific reason. Why would they have not told everybody else that they should be doing it too? That doesn't make any sense to me. Okay, so we were talking about how some people come in and say what their first day looks like. I got to be careful I talk about this because like I said, a lot of people do watch this and sometimes I contradict um, even our partners, um, even within Keller Williams, uh, if I say this the wrong way. So I want to make sure I'm careful with it because I don't discourage the way they do it either. Uh, I just don't like the fact that a lot of people get into this and think, it's nine to five and there's a set schedule on what you're going to be doing. And the reason why I'm careful with that, and you'll appreciate this. And any of my peers that are watching will appreciate the way I'm saying it too. Some of you do teach. This is what day one looks like. And this is what day two looks like. And this is what the first 30 days look like. And there's nothing wrong with that. In fact, some people beg for the structure. What I don't like, and it's a fact, some of those people that want to become agents, they won't do it because they heard that. They heard that they can't do anything else. And they have to do these steps and they have to be, and that, that's, the, that's my only hesitation with that, is you're, you're, you're actually contributing to what the episode we did last week was to where it's a barrier. You're, you're creating a barrier to someone who wants to do this because they're like, I can't do that. And I don't want to do it. Christ, you're even you're even isolating the 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 person who's about to retire that wants their next step up. You're even pissing them off, telling them they have to come in every day, and because they don't want to do that either. So it, it can be a mistake. I'm not saying it's wrong, because there are some people that have to have it. What what I'm saying is there should be an alternative. That, that's the failure of most brokerages. There should be an alternative because it doesn't have to be day to day. Now, obviously, I'm going to be biased and talk about the way we do it because that's clearly the one I believe in. But I also think it encourages a lot of people that we were talking about last week that should be doing this that don't. <clears throat> you don't have to do it 70 or 80 hours a week. Quite honestly, there are some people that do it less than 10 hours a week and still make decent money. Um, you don't have to always come into an office if your team or brokerage is set up to have support outside, which ours clearly does, right? I mean, you can't tell someone not to come in the office if you don't have training and support for them outside of the office. So that that's a huge step in itself. And it's where most brokerages uh, and teams fail or lack is that they don't have that support system because uh, they don't want to work at night or they don't want to get called at night or they don't have the system to support uh, at night. But I don't want it to where you think that when you become a new agent, you start Monday through Friday, okay? I, I actually believe that instead of asking, what does my first day look like? I really believe it should be, what does my first six months look like? Because I really believe that's the true question. You know, it's funny, you would think a guy in, in, in my position with the type of firm that I run would, never tell agents this because it's kind of contradicting what we're teaching you to do is make a lot of money for us and sell a lot of property because it's counterproductive to it 
But I actually believe, well, it's only counterproductive if we can never even get them in there. If we can't get them in there, then what does it matter? We don't even have any chance at all. You know, if you want to be an odds person, some people would argue, well, you're discouraging them from making money. I'm like, ah, I go, that's what you say. I go, I might be the only one that's keeping them in the game because I know that at some point, even if they suck, they're still going to bring in business. You're trying to run them away because you're telling them they have to do this, 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 and this all the time, and they don't. Okay. Uh, now, this is where I told you the last episode will carry over into this one. You know, I was talking to Michaela about um, how I, I do believe that uh, the majority of your week when you get started for the first six months, it really should be based around lead gen via networking and, and finding events to go to. I'm not talking about cold calling. You know, I'm not talking about buying leads or whatever. You can do that. I'm not saying any of that's bad. I'm just saying it's more productive to be in front of somebody as often as you can and as many groups as you can be. And that takes time. Now, Brent kind of hinted at this a little while ago, and I kind of smirked because I knew I was going to go there with this uh, regardless. And actually, uh, maybe there's something in the air because I, I, I said it to our crew last week in our first um, team meeting, but it's starting to have meaning to me. I, I think too many of you are focused on the wrong thing. You know, Brent said that, you know, you could be great at contracts. What good does that do if you don't have anybody? He's right on the money. Who gives a shit if you're good at a contract and you're writing for nothing? I don't care if you're an expert at the contract. If you can't go find anybody. It means nothing. Maybe yeah, you'll be a good trainer. Yeah, McKayla. <laughs> you know, she's quite different that way. I actually think she does more of the other side of it because uh, she knows. But you have so many of the agents, they're so worried about their contract training, their addendum training, their all this shit that doesn't happen until you get somebody. That's how I was for the first month. I was like, oh my gosh, I need to learn all these contracts. I need to, you know, I need to learn what to do, how to fill them out. No, you don't. Well, but I mean, that makes sense, though. Oh yeah, that that there's nothing. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. Common yeah. sense wise, Brent's right. There, that's that's Absolutely. normal. I agree, yeah. you should do it, but you should do it as well as lead gen. I didn't realize. But it doesn't take you. It doesn't take you two years to learn how to write a contract, right? You could, with the right, right. help, you could learn it in a day. You right. know, um, it's like it's not like you're a doctor and you're like, well, I don't need to know how to do surgery. Let me get a patient first, right? You know, it's this is different, and yeah, I mean, everyone like wants people, to have everything. It's like those people who spend months. Well, I've got to get my my database set, and I, my 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 desk what has do you mean to those be. People? Not those people. I mean people oh. in general. Oh, okay. I mean people in general that they got to go through, and their, their desk. Well, my desk isn't organized yet, or yeah. my, you know, and I'm yeah. like wasting time. You're, you're making. Well, they're, they're doing everything they can to avoid doing the uncomfortable. To avoid stuff, doing right? what you're supposed to be doing, and you know, this is where we're talking about the barriers to getting into real estate. That's why I really love these two. They flow very well together. Um, you know, one of those barriers is that people believe they're having to do all these terrible things to do good at it. And kind of what I emphasized last week, and what I'm emphasizing right now, is that this should be the stuff that you like doing, anyways. 
Now, this should be things that you you do. You just have to get out there and do more of it. Now, a comment I made um, last episode, I'm going to make it again. And I said I was going to make it again. And it's more relevant in this episode than in the last one. <clears throat> Anytime I have somebody that comes to me and says, I'm not doing as well, or I need to do better, and they're, and they're, they're pretty much reaching out to me for advice. I am a nice guy. I am. I don't come off of it, as, but I am. I'm, I'm a super nice guy. I actually don't like coming down on somebody. I, I don't like being jerkish to them and even being a smart ass to them. A smart ass to be more humor, but being directly smart ass to them, I, I don't. But there's so much opportunity to do that when somebody asks me that question because the answer is so effing simple. But it's amazing that they're coming to me asking me it. Now, over the years, I was more specific as to what they should do. But now, just like I said last time, my, my first comment to anybody is how many events did you do last week? If they pause, I'm like, bad answer. Like, I already know that's a zero. And just like I said last time, Zero is a bad answer. How many did you do in the last month? That's even worse than, than bad. How many have you done in the last quarter? If the answer is still zero, what the hell are you doing here? All right? Mm -hmm. These are not things that you're being forced to do. A lot of these things are things that you don't even have to dress up to. In fact, I think the more that you don't dress up, it's probably the more productive because it's something you're already doing. If you want to do well, as you become a new agent, put the tech side to the side. Like Brent said, you could all probably be trained in one day. He's actually right there, too. We, we could train somebody on every single piece of paperwork in a day if we had to. We don't want to, but we could. Why are you spending months on it? I haven't watched this one yet. Who cares? You're wasting time, okay? Now, I'd love for you to do that on the side. So that's the problem. Some people switch around. They're doing this is main thing. and It's the contract training and the technical training you should do on the side to the networking. <clears throat> you know, and, and Brent, one of the biggest benefits of podcasting is because we, we talk through it and we talk to ourselves about it. And, and, the, more, and the more I keep thinking about this, I, I really started to think that our Training should be redrafted to where I'm like, I don't want to hear about anything else except what group are you going to see next week? I go, I'm not going to make you do it. I won't. I go, I'm just going to tell you, forget the videos. But what group are you going to see? Because I'm going to tell you right now, every time that's multiple in one week and you continue to do it, which is the key. Remember, it does no good to do this once. If there's anything you get from this particular podcast, this is a waste of time if you're not doing this on at least a bi-weekly basis. I, I cannot stress, it, it, it is not okay to see somebody once a month that you expect to do business with. It's just not going to work. Yeah, I think now, the biggest issue that new agents have is the intimidation factor of what is a potential client going to say to them? And that's why they want to know everything about real estate before they start. Which, and 
is a failure, right? Because what, no, what good is it if you could ever see him, right? Well, the reality of it is you don't get any difficult questions from potential clients unless they're a seasoned investor. The seasoned yeah. investors will ask you stuff that'll catch you off guard. But for people that are just looking to buy or sell, even if it's their fourth or fifth home, they're going to ask you, what's the rate look like? And that's up to you. You should know what the current rates are doing. You should. They're going to say, what do you predict is going to happen? And that's when you come to your your supervisor, right? They should be kind of prepping you on on potential, you know, predictions and what does the lender say? And, uh, you know, how's the market? That's all they're going to ask. And I think that's overexemplified. I, I don't think. I, I don't think they even go that far most of the time. I think the generic conversation is, hey, we've been thinking of buying a house. Hey, I can help you with that. Or we've been yep. thinking about it. In fact, the more I go back and think about it, I don't remember the last time a conversation started. Even no, in networking events, though. In networking events, they do, though, because if they're not specifically be, looking. I'm trying to think, too. Even I, I'm not doubting you, by the way. I, I just, I'm trying to think myself. Me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to think myself. That's usually not the conversation I have. It's usually no. like, hey, we've been thinking about. So yeah. it, it's wrong to sit there and you're, that you don't do them. And I guess, Brent, maybe that should be an emphasis because I do think you're right there. Maybe we should start saying, we believe one of your biggest barriers to going networking is you're afraid someone's going to stop. We don't give a damn if you don't know anything. We want yep. you to stop with that behavior your business card alone with the information that we've given you the tools that we've given you actually is enough yep. for you to end that question and not be worried that that actually don't let me forget to to do that because i actually believe that that is something we need to start i, I think we need to start telling them i don't, I don't want to hear about why you didn't go or i don't even want to assume why you're not going there can only be two reasons that someone is not well maybe three that they're not going to those events one of them is that they think they don't know enough which we're going to put a stop to that one i actually think that's a really good comment we're going to put a stop to that we're going to tell them i don't want to hear that one anymore we're telling you even if you're stupid which none of them are but we're telling them that we want you to go not well i didn't say they weren't I'm just saying, not not on know. our firm not on our team i mean never. i've just heard of other agents never never uh so we're gonna get rid of that um the only other excuse falls into if their schedule is busy which that's fine but there, no one is that busy where they cannot do at least one or two events. I, I refuse for anybody, even the most busy people that we have to tell me they can't do two events in a week. I just, I, and they actually already do those events. They just don't realize they're an actual event. Like even uh, coaching your kids, that t- that counts. By the way, see, so you you have, you have to grasp the concept we're talking about. You well, have guys, to be something. Go ahead, Brent. Yeah. If Elon Musk can run X, SpaceX, the boring company, Tesla, you can, you know, go to your kid's soccer game and go to a damn networking meeting, right? Absolutely. But, you know, I, I, I'm trying something out new this year just because I don't like the drama when it comes to dealing with clients if it's just over ticky-tack stuff. So I've changed my outlook as far as I only work with family and friends. And if I want to grow my business, then I need to make more friends. And so the way I go about it now is instead of looking at people of like, oh, that's a potential client, I'm trying to make friends with them that will eventually turn into business. And Which I think, I think we're saying the same thing. It's a little different, but the not. mentality is the same. If you're seeing them weekly, and unless you're just a dick, which for you hey, could be difficult, <laughs> it, it, they do become a friend. 
or an acquaintance. Mm-hmm. Why well, that's hypocritical? A friend or someone that you that you want to see. I I I I know what you're saying. You're taking it to a higher level, but I actually think it's the same thing. I, so I, I mean, here, like, like for example, here is I, I go to Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu every morning, five days a week, six a.m. There's there's thirty to forty guys that I see every day. That, that's like a good. That's an me. event, by the way, guys. That's yeah. five events for the week. That, but it counts. But because it is, I'm not. I'm not talking to them about real estate unless they ask. They know I do yeah. it. See, see but, what he said. He he didn't he didn't say he didn't go not to talk about it. He he said it, he went straight to the throat. He already know they already know he does it because he does the things that we teach. Well, and their friends on Facebook and Instagram. They see the occasional posts. They know we do it. They'll mm-hmm. ask, and then that's it. And I'm not always like. Oh, can I get them to give me business? That uh, I've changed my mindset, and I think I'm more approachable that way. So now yeah. people are already referring me. Yeah. You know, just now, I've that. never been a fan of asking, talking to real estate unless somebody asks me. I am a fan of making sure they know they do it. You know, we, we joke a lot about, uh, you know, my particular branding. I mean, everybody, everybody knows. In fact, the barbecue guys this week—they were funny. By the way, event this past week. Second place in Margarita, sixth and eighth in Chile. Out of like seventy-five teams, so it's great, great, uh, great week. But they were joking about uh, we were heading home, and I don't remember how the conversation went. But like, well, Robert's had the same shirt on for like four days now. So <laughs> I told them, I go, oh, I go, that's not fair. I go, I've actually taken pictures of my closets because people say that. So I sent them a picture, and it shows. I mean, I've got literally. 15 black smoker broker shirts all my t-shirts are the same whether a logo changes or not and i'm telling you that because there are a lot of people that recognize that is me but when i have something like this on i don't have to tell them i'm doing real estate they know damn good and well and when they see me it's actually hard for them not to say something about real estate because it's on me all the time that's not that much different guys than wearing your name tag like it's really no, not, no it, but that's has, actually i actually am calling it a name tag i actually but his is more I, subtle it's more subtle because of it's kind of your persona right yeah but yeah, still yes. name tags are very popular very valuable no it's everything it's i i'm actually re, I, I would much rather say this is my name tag i am saying the name tag is important in fact even with you i would say uh, i don't think it hurts that if you have a gym bag or something that you throw on the side that a that has like join swr.com i think that's okay because i think someone sees that more often because the opportunity is there but we don't have to be the one that starts the conversation and i cannot reiterate we're, we're gonna have a lot of people watch this one every time i press this one out there's either uh, the the office folks and our agents themselves watch it because they're like this is me um and then they actually forward it to other people too but you're missing the boat you're doing the wrong things these events matter now brent said he does jujitsu he should do other things too which i know he does but it's not enough for him just to do that he needs to have some type of volunteer event that he needs to go to he needs to have another networking group that he goes to every event yeah every event and 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 the more even today I'm going through the, and y'all, if you don't think this is meaningful, you know, we, we, we run a very high volume group. I'm actually on this episode. I'm actually thinking I'm about to reiterate and change 
what we expect our guys to do. Because I really think I'm going to start leaning to, instead of these long conversations about this is what you do and this is where you go to, I'm going to tell them, stop worrying about the contract and the technical and the paperwork training. Do it on the side because you need to do it. But you always know we're going to help you anyways. But do that on the side. All I want to hear from you moving forward is what events did you do this week? In fact, I think I'm going to start doing that. I, I think I'm just going to point blank start saying. And, and then the follow-up to that is going to be how long have you been doing that and do you do it every week or not? Or if you just started, do you plan on doing it every week? Because if I don't get straight answers on that, I'm not going to be upset at somebody. But I am going to damn well tell them, don't ask me about your volume if you're not doing those things. I, 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 I think even I'm missing the boat and not being more simplistic with, forget all this other stuff. Go to, go to X group and, and do it consistently and, and every week. And, and maybe we should even start thinking about having some type of incentive for whoever adds X amount of groups to their schedule. Maybe I should start adding an incentive to them. Maybe I'll back off on their cut or something if they add X amount of T. Because I believe that's what it takes. And you cannot see the best part about this. You can't do it once. You cannot do it once. It has to be all the time. It has to be weekly or biweekly. And every group that you add, and the longer you do it, common sense should dictate your business should pick up. You know, I'm a, I'm a huge fan of like professional networking, but I, I've pivoted a little bit just because most of those big networking groups, BNI, Master Networks, whatever, they're industry exclusive and you have to, they only have one realtor per you know, chapter. And we've talked about ways to get around that, but I've pivoted to going on meetup.com and starting your own meetup group. That, that you can choose who's in it. I've got one that I started um, probably a year ago. Cost me $10 a month. I have over 200 members in it now. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm. It's... if I ever had to say something negative about our team from the heart, when it, it, it's, my the fault. It, it's my own fault. It's my, no, it's my own fault. It's the um, lack of how many of them have not followed that instruction that we have about doing their own networking groups. It is not hard to do now i will give some leeway towards um if you are shy or have anxiety I, I, that can be tough i that i agree with i i, I get that okay i struggle with that a little bit which is yeah. weird because you're a pretty confident gal and that's pretty really? weird that you that you <laughs> well, i kind of fake until i make it that's, well, that's fine too that's what a if lot you're a good faker if you're a good faker, that's good too, because the confidence can show. Uh, sometimes if you're really focused in on making sure that's who you are, the confidence is there. That's just as good. And you don't fake it. You're, now, I, you, your parents alone, I know they're in, you're, it's not possible for you. Uh, maybe you're just not there yet knowing it, but uh, it, it, there's no reason that, that, that I get that that might hesitate them there, but that is a brilliant. They they bitch so much that they can't get to become a network. How many people do you know that are lawn care people or window people or or dry cleaners or you know 
um, uh, uh, notaries or think about everybody, the MLMs, my God, all the Mary yeah. Kay, all the, you know, all those things, you know, those people are out there. You know, why can't they want, they're looking for the same thing you are. You ever really want to generate networking group? You look at someone who's self-employed. They need you just as much as they you need them. You know, every type of lead generation activity has its own ROI. And right. some are more valuable than others. And it just depends on what you're willing to do and how your personality is. So if you're really outgoing and you love talking to people, you're going to make a ton of money door knocking. You just will. If, you, if you're really open to that, and you're just knocking in your neighborhood all the time, you'll do well. But if you don't like that and that intimidates you, like Robert's cringing right now, don't do that, but find something else that will work out better for you. But it just depends on how uncomfortable you're willing to make yourself. Well, you said um, it best. You, you make the decision. I, I, think what I'm, I think what I'm preaching today is I certainly advocate that. But what I'm really trying to make someone understand now, it does not have to be what you don't like to do. I can come up with a hundred different ways that you can meet people on things that you like. You you don't have to do something that, that that's the part that what he's saying is a good thing. It's just extra, but I'm trying to get it to where someone's like, I do this anyways. I'm like, no shit. You do it already. You, you just don't have the subtle twitch that you need to have to be able to push what it is that you're doing. And that's the key. The, the, the biggest problem here, and, and it's the root of all evils, it, it's consistency. You cannot skip the two or three weeks. It has to be. And I know it's hard sometimes to say, oh, I got to do that Tuesday or I got to do that Wednesday. Welcome to effing life. I mean, you've got, unless you just want to be useless, which nobody does, at least I hope they don't, you're going to have to do something. And if you have to do something, then why don't you do the stuff that you like? Just make it to where it intertwines with your business. That way it becomes something you enjoy doing and you do it all the time. You know, I was I told you all last episode, I, I work a ton. I mean, I do. I, I just, I don't feel I actually work more than 10 hours a week. And that total is well over 75 to 80 hours most of the time. Most of the things I do, I enjoy. It, it's something I look forward to. You don't have to be doing things that you're being forced to do. Yes, the shy, the less approachable are more difficult. But if it's in something that you like to do or people that know you already, that shouldn't be a problem. And even if you are shy, and you don't like to say much and you're at the same place every week. Sooner or later, they're going to be comfortable and you're going to be comfortable. And then that goes away. It really is the solution to most of your problems when you're a new agent is that the more you get out there, the better off you are. What I'm telling you is don't feel like it has to be suit and tie and that you have to have the same old five minute spiel. I'm talking about doing something that you're, that you're not even going to do a spiel. You're just there because you're always there. The problem with most of you is that you don't have enough events. And I really... I really think I'm going to start pushing when someone asks me what they should be doing. How many events last week? How many events? Because or if it, or how many did you interact with? How many people did you actually interact that's not in your immediate family? You know, it doesn't even necessarily have to be an event. Maybe it's 
I mean, you'll call it an event, right? But they might think it's a, a formal networking thing. Maybe it's a church. No, no, I actually I commented on that. I commented on that um, last episode. You're right. I did tell um, uh, Michaela that uh, I, I do believe I was talking about they're, they're not close enough to you if you don't talk to them or see them once a week. And I'm like, well, that's hypocritical. I have really close friends of mine that I only talk to once a month, but I do something that does interact with them more often. And that does right. count. You're right. right. It doesn't have to be, I have to go into a car or get on a call or whatever. There are certain things that we do. Well, and uh, you know, another thing I just thought about is like, so here she won't see it, but we've got a, a neighbor three streets or three houses down from us. They, they grew up here. They're very connected in the entire community. They know everybody. And so we took them out to dinner and that will be worth way more than meeting 10 different people because they will yeah. refer and they will refer. So find those people if you're shy and go so to you'll dinner. Never, you'll never lose on the kindness part. When you're going out of your way for somebody, it's almost a guarantee that whatever they can do for you, they're going to return it. You know, what's great yep. about you is you didn't do it with that motive. The motive no. was you actually wanted to, you just know it's a bias. That's important too. too. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, it's important that you understand the method. That, you know, I joke about that with the church guys a lot. You know, I always tell everybody about networking and church has huge networking groups. And I'm like, you shouldn't, you shouldn't go to church to pick up leads. That's probably some yeah, bad yeah. karma for you, right? Right. So you have to right. you have to genuinely want to do it, and then it's a byproduct that uh, the business comes from. But you know, as we as we wrap this episode up, and I really love the fact that we almost the entire time talked about what do your first few months look like. It's almost more revealing to me that the more I'm going through it, I, I really, and I'm not just talking to, I'm especially talking to my group, but anybody else out there too, in the offices uh, that we deal with, I really think you, st you should start making your plans and your schedules and your judging of yourself, not of others. That's a ridiculous thing to do. Uh, judging yourself by what event am I doing? What events am I doing this week? I actually think you can probably start making an argument that you can scale your business off of the amount of events you're doing on a no less than bi-weekly basis. And I actually am going to start pushing our crew more specifically. And none of our, our, most of our high volume agents don't watch as much, even though our highest one does. Steve Pan watches. I find that amazing. The guy that does that business, he watches all of our podcasts too. But I'm actually probably going to start calling our more top tier agents and start pushing them a little more on, Hey, I do want to know what events are you doing? I mean, like I, mm -hmm. I, I want to make them uncomfortable. I'm not going to tell them they have to do it, but I at least want them to acknowledge, well, nothing like, okay, maybe we should work on that because right. I know like those Michaela. people aren't. Yeah. Well, Michaela, no, but Michaela you go to the gym all the time, right? You're always posting pictures in front of a mirror. You go to the gym. Yeah. Are Are you in any like um, classes at the gym, or is it you just work out by yourself? We don't have any classes. It's more of um, it's a very tight knit gym. There you go. So everyone kind of uh -huh. knows everyone. Exactly. So, so they know it. they yeah. know you do real estate. Mm hmm. Uh, the do. company let me put um your cards. Oh, right. business That's cards right. and. I, my awesome. football magnets I put out there. Yeah. 
Good, good. You'll, yeah, you'll get business from that as long as you consistently go. Yeah, yeah I, I think y'all all need to start looking at laying at what your volunteering activities are, what they could be. If they're all their schedules, what are the groups that they're involved in? Because those should be your groups too. Uh, if you have a significant other, what are their groups? And I think you should start putting a plan on how can I go and be at these events more often. You know, one that uh, just so you show, just so you can see that it's not being new. I I don't know why recently. I, th I think it's because they might be posting more, which is good for them. The VFW down the street. Every time I pass it, my like, place is freaking packed. Like, what the hell are they doing in there? And I started looking at some of their posts and the food they're cooking, I'm like, no wonder why it's packed. And the events they're doing, something as simple as that. Maybe if, if you even went into that BFW, God forbid the amount of things you're able to do for them or the events. That was just driving the other day for me. So for those like I just don't know what to do. I'm like that's bullshit. Almost everywhere you drive, you probably can figure it out. And well, why probably... the hell does everybody on our team in in real estate? Why does everybody not have a weekly poker night, bunko, bridge, whatever the hell you want to play in your house once a week or once a month or whatever? I mean, everybody can. It's easy to start. It's I free. think that that's what I'm politely and probably going to be start becoming more stern with. That's exactly what I'm telling you. <laughs> That's exactly what I'm telling you is that you need to start having those events. I don't think I'm going to have as longer conversations anymore with our crew about yeah. their marketing, their legion. I think I'm going to start now. If they want to have a long conversation about groups they're considering, I'm like, let's do it. Mm -hmm. I go, because I think there's a lot of value in that. But I, I really think any other attempt outside of not being at specific groups and, and notice how we didn't talk about the obvious so sandy's a great example sandy's a, a yep. former teacher now i promise you she does not miss a teaching event see this that that's that's like this on steroids that's a what counts as an event and it's even bigger if it's something that she has a connection to yeah so, so my stuff uh, even though mine's just a different co-brand for personal entertainment, there's a lot of people in the barbecue world that actually come to me because I'm involved in barbecue. That that that, that it's 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 why would I not go talk to him about that? Man, y'all, we don't even have enough time to talk about the business I've made off of the groups that I'm in. In fact, it's the only reason I'm here because I would never do the other shit. I don't like it. I just don't. I just believe in the more. Actually, if there's any failure on my part as I get older, is that I, I think that I, I I still don't have to do that stuff. And and I have a busy schedule, and a lot of the things I do are geared towards recruiting, which is the same principle that I would be doing. But that I probably still should be doing more uh, on that. So I'm going to wrap up today with basically telling you guys, everybody. Especially if you're inside your first two or three years, I think it's time you start 
sitting down and planning out where, who are the people I can go to? What is it that they do? Who's close to me? Who's not? What are my volunteering? What else can I volunteer on? What are my past groups? What can I do in the general public itself, inside the city, in my HOA, at the VFW, yep. at the, the local pan? I don't care what it is. I think I'd I think much rather smart, you start. Yeah, I think I, you'd much rather see you start listing that down. Simplify say, it, right? Maybe I should go there. Because yeah. we have our whole Thrive presentation, which is very, very good, very. Which is all that, right, Brent? Thrive but, is all that stuff. Yes, but Thrive is like looking at the menu at the Cheesecake Factory, right? There's yes. so many pages. Maybe we simplify it. Get in a group somewhere. Get in a group. Because you're right. If you go to the group. Why does that keep doing that to him? Because <laughs> he he's he pays for AOL. Yeah. <laughs> if, if, if you go into the uh, main group, those other smaller things that we push will come yeah. about. Yep. And and I think Thrive too is really good for more advanced agents that are I already doing Thrive. that. And they want different things. Yep. No, I I think yep. I, I you know what I think we're going towards is that Thrive becomes step two. Yeah. I agree. Remember, Thrive talks about individual acts. Like the the power wash lady or the raffle, those yeah. are specific. What well, we're t actually that is the perfect way to end because I think it's going to really open up things that we need to do personally right now. Is that the thrive? It, it, it's teaching you the individual things that you should do, but those are byproducts of the main group. Those don't mean anything yeah. if you're not doing the main group, and and maybe that's where we're not judging as well and that goes for everybody for that matter too so look i want to thank everyone we can actually talk a lot longer but we're not going to uh, about this but i'm telling you anytime that the show has personal meaning to me where i'm actually thinking about that i'm changing something you know, it's not like i'm some dummy in the industry if i actually talking through it when i'm doing a show for you on things that you should do and even i reiterate to myself Maybe we need to start focusing more on that. That should show you the level of content on this particular podcast that it was pretty freaking important. If I'm you and I'm inside those three years, I actually rewatched this one several times. I send it to my friends that are doing it with me that are struggling. And then you go back to our last podcast about those people who are thinking about becoming real estate agents and saying, look, you don't have to go in and work 50 or 60 hours a week. You just need to know these groups and you interact with them. And then we can show you how to do that. I think that's what really should be taken from this podcast and the one last week. I want to thank everybody for watching. It's great to be back. We're going to get a lot more consistent um, with the podcast. Uh, I can promise you we're going to do at least uh, uh, two a month. And I'd really like to get back to where we're doing four a month. Uh, uh, our producer, we've been, who's been with us for a while. They're working on some of the tech and some of the fancier things. Uh, that we do. And I always like to plug him as well. You know, there's not enough people that do podcasts. This is not as expensive as you think it is to do this. Um, and there's some simplicity. There's a lot of people I can do this for myself. I'm like, well, you really can't. I mean, you, you can't do the graphics and, and you can't put it up when we're talking about it and when you're talking about it. And he's, he's the sponsor. <laughs> he's not the sponsor. He's the boss. Uh, but it's really, it's really true. I mean, uh, there's so many people that talk about wanting to do these things. You'd be surprised how easy it is. You should check those guys out there at uh, Lunatic uh, Digital. 
Uh.com. They've been fantastic for us. You, you guys have a great week. Uh, we'll talk to you very soon. Uh, a great start to the new year. Uh, it's looking so much better. So a lot to be hopeful for. Y'all take care. Talk to you soon.